Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Football Tailgaters podcast. We have Andy, who is our unbiased NFL fan, and I'm your host, Yams. I'm your Jets fan. Today, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl logo conspiracy theory, Bill Belichick's next moves, our thoughts on Jordan Love, and did Josh Allen lose the game? And of course, Andy will give his NFC and AFC weekly picks. Let's get started as we have a lot of football to dive into today. So today we're going to talk about our, we're going to start with our weekly surprise and disappointments. So Andy, what is your biggest surprise? Just in general, how the Detroit Lions are the NFC championship game. I have been watching the NFL for almost 20 years, and I am finally going to see the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship. In 2020, everyone was mocking Coach Campbell press conference, and now, three years later, he is in the NFC Championship. He has my utmost respect so far. I would agree with that. I do like that we are seeing the Detroit Lions. I'm happy to see them. We haven't, they haven't been, they haven't won a Super Bowl, so I'm hope, I'm rooting for them. What about your disappointment? Um, I mean, I don't... It's probably the most disappointment for everybody. It would be Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills have been kicked out of the AFC playoffs again to their kryptonite, the Kansas City Chiefs. I really believe this year was the year that they were going to be able to beat the Chiefs since the Chiefs have not looked amazing on offense and it seemed the Bills have been getting their groove in in the end of the season. It is just so disappointing that it all failed with a missed field goal. That's definitely disappointing, and, and I would, we'll probably discuss more about it later in the podcast. It was more than just a missed field goal. Uh, for me, the disappointment might be just how the two games ended in a, an interception with Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield. The games were so close, and for Jordan Love just to throw it across his body, that's just a big no-no. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's get into our first topic today. What is behind the Super Bowl logo conspiracy? So. Since I think two Super Bowls, we've had we've had the logos kind of match the teams in the matchup for the championship. So it seems that we're kind of heading in this direction. The NFL fans are starting to believe the Super Bowl logo conspiracy. What are your thoughts on this? It is extremely suspicious how the NFL games have played out this year. You have the color schemes of year priors, which shows the color of predicted matches with the Rams versus the Bengals, the Eagles versus the Chiefs, and now there's a high potential it would be the Ravens against the 49ers. Now that the NFL has embraced sports gambling, we have we may be more subjected referees, also known as officials, to help a team win. I recall to, uh, Tim Donaghy, I hope I'm saying his, right, his name correctly, an ex-NBA official, came out and whistle-blew the NBA, encouraged them to ring up bonus bogus fouls to manipulate results but ignore calls against players i can completely see this happening in the nfl especially since nfl officials are part-time and would love getting secret bonuses yeah just because it's the last two super bowls the logos have been matching the teams i would say the last one with the kansas city chiefs and the eagles i wouldn't say that color blue it looks more like a teal blue to me then the Eagles green, blue, or whatever you guys want to call it. It looks more like a teal blue, more like a Dolphins kind of blue. But well, Maybe they were thinking that we're stupid and not just like connect the dots there with just a little different type of shade of the, of the perhaps, color. Perhaps, perhaps. I, I, want, I want to say it's a coincidence for now. But if it happens a third time, it's starting to look a little sus to me. Well, now we saw the Super Bowl colors of next year's, right? Which is purple and like really bright green. It's purple and green. Yeah, but it's like a really bright green, like a, like a lime green. 
And the only one that comes to my mind that has a lime green big time color would be the Seattle Seahawks. They kind of have that. It's not most of their color, but they do have that lime green in their logo. And for purple, I mean, it could be the Ravens again. Or, I mean, to you, I mean, I think you would love it to be the the Jets green, which has no, con- like you're saying right now with the Eagles with that color, it didn't look like it was it close to it. It looks more to the Jets green than it does the Eagles okay, green. Okay, again with wishful thinking. But, I mean, you never know. Yeah, it could be the Jets, the Jets against the Vikings, if that's the case, if it's purple. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to come back, so you never know. But... Yeah, it is. It is a big question mark. And, and if they, if it, that does happen, that it's the Jets against the Vikings, then I, it feels like the NFL is just like mocking us at that point. I don't. I have a feeling that it's not going to happen this year, where they're predicting the Ravens and the Forty ers because of the co- color scheme that's mean that's that's on the logo right now. Mm-hmm. The only thing that kind of came up to my mind is unless there's a really smart AI that maybe the NFL employees are using that is that you tell the AI to accurately predict which teams will end up in the NFL and based on the stats given, that's given to the marketing team and they use those colors. That's a great point. I mean, I didn't think about that, using AI to see what teams would get up there, but that would completely change things. If who, who, would, who did we think that would go to the Super Bowl this year? I mean, we would have the Kansas City Chiefs, which they're red, right? And But purple, what would it be, the Vikings? Or like a combination of like red and... And blue, you which know, could be like the Rams or the Cowboys to cur- turn into purple. <laughs> I, I can't. I my prediction went out the door in four plays, so I can't tell you which. What was my prediction in the beginning of the season was the Jets. Yeah, but again, that's wishful thinking. No, I no, mean, no, 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 but, no, 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 no. It's not wishful. Th- I mean, look, my, Pat, you know, Tom Brady did it. Matthew Stafford did it. I have no doubt no, in my mind that we, Aaron we've Rogers gone over did. this before, though. But yeah, maybe in the mid season, I could. I could see kind of forming that 49ers were the dominant team. Mm-hmm. And maybe up until like three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I see I started to see Ravens mm-hmm. as one of the teams. Yeah, well, I, it, it is it is really crazy how it is. And I think either next year, if it does come out for it to be the Ravens and the 49ers, if next year's team turns out to be the same thing, that I've, either that green and, and blue no, purple. I mean green and purple of that is next year's. If it turns out to be those uh, those teams again, then I mean, just as a fan, it just looks like they're just mocking us. But if it doesn't turn out the way, then maybe just the NFL was like, you know what, they kind of caught us, maybe. <laughs> and then we're just gonna like we're just putting random crazy colors, so it doesn't is not even close to what came out. It could be that as well. We shall see. Let's move on to our next topic. So we just saw. Jordan Love, and despite his last interception he did in the 49ers, do we think that Jordan Love is overrated? We all saw Jordan Love struggle in the beginning of the season and bloomed into a capable quarterback at the end of the season. Even though I do see a potential in Jordan Love, I still have to see a bigger sample size. As next season, defensive corners will have more tape on Jordan Love in the offseason to prepare against him. The game versus Dallas, I see it as a fluke, as Dallas was completely unprepared. The Packers wide receivers were more open than Walmart on Black Friday. So we can't ignore, like you said, he had a pretty rough start. But his second half of the season, he definitely turned it around. He kind of proved us wrong, right? We kind of said he is probably not the quarterback or the future of the, for, the, for the Packers. And yes, he did throw an interception in the playoff against the 49ers, but he did play really good in that game. 
despite that last throw, which was horrible. It's a big no-no. Big no-no. He did be re- beat really good teams, and such as Kansas City Chiefs. He beat them in the season, uh, but with the Packers. And then the Cowboys. We all saw what a mess that game was. That's why I call it a fluke. I don't know. And we have, I think that was the only two teams I can think. They, I think they went toe-to-toe with the 49ers for a bit. They did beat the Ravens. They did beat the Ravens. There you go. So let's just, the way I'm going to put it here is, if the Packers get it right three times after Favre, after Rodgers, and then again. Love, and mm-hmm. then they get it right again, they're doing something right. Yeah. Uh, it would be crazy if that, when, if that happens. But, I mean, kudos to them. That would mean that Chicago Bears fans, Detroit Lions fans, and Minnesota Viking fans would just like crumble like in like big time since they've had the Favre years and the Rogers years, especially the Rogers years. Rogers was like completely dominant. I remember that Brett Favre; he was really good. But there was a point in his career, like toward towards the end of the Green Bay time, even though he did go to the NFC Championship one year is that he was he wasn't that great. He would throw a lot of interceptions and teams would beat them would beat the Packers. Like it they weren't as dominated as when Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback. That's just my opinion though. We will see. He does look like a, a promising quarterback in my opinion. Let's switch over to the AFC. So we have the Bills. For me, I could care less. The Bills losing yet again to the Chiefs. Chiefs being their gatekeepers, I guess, to the Super Bowl. Is Josh Allen the reason why the Bills lost? Year after year, we have seen Josh Allen with the Bills get kicked out of the playoffs. I do believe Josh Allen is a really good quarterback, but hear me out here. I believe quarterback teams, quarterbackless teams would trade their house, office building, cars, planes for Josh Allen. The Chicago Bears have two first round picks this year and two second round picks in the 2025 uh, draft for trading their 2023 first overall pick to the Panthers. If you trade Josh Allen to the Bears, the Bills would receive first overall pick Caleb Williams, which saves a ton of money against the cap. Bills would also receive the number nine overall pick, plus they will keep their first rounder for this year. That means they will have Caleb Williams and two other high potential players this year. And of course, you will also get the Bears 2025 first round pick too. double up on the future, in my opinion. So you're saying to get move on from Josh Allen? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that way, uh, I mean, they they would get a great potential quarterback of Caleb Williams, which everybody's having, having two, uh, like, really high standards for. That's one. And then since Josh Allen is taking a lot of their money on their cap, you would have a cheap, cheap quarterback for the first three years. And then you would have also the other first-rounders that you have, which are their two first-rounders. And then next year, you have two first-rounders again. Like, you have a big-time opportunity here to build for the future. Get as much as you can get. I mean, right now, I'm saying that Josh Allen's worth three first-round picks plus other rounds as well. But maybe you can even get more. Four? Maybe five? If I'm talking crazy here? But Josh Allen is is a top-tier quarterback. I believe I would have him a top-five quarterback in the NFL. Of course. So you have a potential here to explode here and get one of the biggest potentials uh, uh, quarterbacks that that the drafts ever had. I'm not saying that he is as good as Andrew Luck was coming out, but I think he could be even better than Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence, we're looking like he is good, but he's not as amazing as people were saying. But I think Caleb Williams could be better than Trevor Will- Trevor Lawrence. Caleb Williams, you think, could be better than Trevor? I mean, we, I don't know. I don't know. Josh Allen, he's 
he's the game. They everything they do, they rely on him. Mm-hmm. So trading him away, you completely break the team. Completely break the team. There's a couple of reasons why they rely on him too much. The run game just never gets going. Yeah, they have James Cooks or Cook. Sorry, is it Cook or Cooks? I'm not sure. But James Cook, he can't get going. He gets a couple of runs, but they don't have that dominant run. This year was crazy. I mean, we saw so many interceptions from Josh Allen. He's always been that way. Okay, well, and then it comes to a point that maybe you would be even uh, better if you had an interceptless quarterback. And we've seen year after year after year that Josh Allen goes to two of those. He's just not it. I'm just saying that they put too much on him, and it's not going to work out. If if you put completely put everything on Josh Allen because he is like you're saying the team right you take him off you're gonna have to figure it out with your new quarterback that comes in and if you put the bigger pieces around him like all right let's 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 make this happen also if you want to throw in there Stefan Diggs and and trade DJ Moore like do a like a replacement like an exchange I'm all for that like it's enough of Stefan Diggs to complain and complain and complain he had a great opportunity in last night's game to actually be able to help the team win and he dropped a a, a big important pass Didn't Tyler Bass miss two field goals that yesterday was it just that one I believe the it was one, just one Are you sure No I'm not sure but still yeah I mean it sucks that you that you lose because of a missed field goal well, they lose because of the field goal. But one uh, also that he overthrew, or I'm sorry, he underthrew, he underthrew. in the under, end zone. I don't know where he okay, was going you're ma- to. You're making a little bit of my point oh, there. That, but he did. He have an interception? No, he didn't. Also, what about that pass right on the dime for Stephon Diggs? He didn't catch it. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, I would get rid of Stephon Diggs and then immediately. Well, then exchange like with DJ Moore. I mean, or you build with another wide receiver. You can actually have a bigger, uh, another wide receiver. You do have, um, you do have good potential there. The running game was 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 working toward the end of the season. Uh, build more on that running game there. After with James they Cooks. fired, yeah, after they fired the offensive coordinator and got Joe Brady. Exactly. Instead. Now you have a, a tremendous, great tight end. Looks like it. And you just need to build a little bit more. And it seems like you can have a big-time potential with so many first-round picks. And it seems that the Bills are pretty good at, like, scouting talent as well. So I think they would do a really good job with these first-round picks. How how much, how many first-round picks do you think Josh Allen's worth? A buttload. He's... What is... He's tell me. Two to three? Two to three. See, I mean, I'm saying three. And I'm saying that it's not crazy to go with four. You're... Everybody wants... They're not moving on from him. It's... I'm just saying it's, I mean, it's something that you should put on the table just in case <laughs> to just to <laughs> no. take a look. It's a great potential opportunity. I think opportunity. they should move on from Sean McDermott and Oof. Stefan Diggs. Oof. You know how many years it's been since Buffalo Bills have like been good? Like I remember like, I believe his name was Trout, um, EJ Manuel, uh, Fitzpatrick times. Uh, uh, what's the other quarterback yeah, that's some- with the Giants right now? There's court. There's head coaches available. That's well, is Mike Grable still available? Yeah, Mike Grable still Mike available. Mike Grable still available. That that be. A but great Sean McDermott man. put Buffalo Bills also in the map put as well map, as well as course. Josh Allen. Right, I understand mm-hmm. that. But it comes to a time, and I can say the same thing for the Dallas Cowboys as well. Kind saying, of a similar situation there that you have to do something. Yeah, in that you have situation. to shake things up. You got to shake things up if you want to get to that next level. And it seems like what you're doing is not working. You've been kicked out so many times by the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe... Uh, I think all the times they've been kicked no, out no, by them. One, no, one was the Bengals. One was the Bengals. Okay, but that was six or five of them that were all the Chiefs. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying it's it may be time to look at something else. Or, I mean, just keep trying and swinging and missing, swinging and I, missing. I've and been swinging saying and that missing. the Bills the Bills team is just not the same as they were two years ago. The time for the Bills to win was two years ago. Ever since then, they've been just declining, and they're going to decline next year too. They have an aging defense. Mm-hmm. The the players step on digs. Von I mean, Miller has got to go. Von Miller aging. Yeah. He got like 17 or 12 to 17 tackles. And I think they calculated that based on his contract, he got like 2.5 million per tackle. Wow. He got zero sacks this year. Like that guy's got to go. It's just, it feels that the, the Chiefs have less going for them than the Bills do, right? This the, year. This the Chiefs year. have less than. Yeah, yeah they have yeah, no, they have, they, we've complained about how the wide receiver drops. Yeah. Who's, who's the number one besides Kelsey. Travis Kelsey? Who's the other one? Rice. Rice, but he kind of flourished yeah, in the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah. And then you have Valdez Scantling, which he's, I mean, he's okay, but no, he's not amazing. he's not good. He's okay, I said. No. He's okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> you have Miko Harmon fumbling at the, on, in the end zone, touchback. Yeah, yeah. There's just so many opportunities for them. And look where they are. But it seems like they had just, just the connection between, uh, with, between Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes I don't know how you have Kelsey just open sometimes, completely yeah. open. It's just insane to me how you don't double him up all the time. You just take him out. You take away his security blanket, and the other wide receivers are not going to catch it. So I don't know. <laughs> they need to figure out the run game, and they need to get a couple more weapons. Like using Mark Kincaid now that they've they, – they drafted him in the first round. Yeah. Well, he was. He was being used a lot. Not until Knox went out of injury, which True. was like in – Second half of the season. It's that, just... that happens. I look at Detroit with with look, Gibbs. That, but isn't that kind of normal with running backs? Is it? You have, unless you just dumb, have dumb coaches, you have Arthur Smith using... Uh, yeah, B, uh, yeah, Bijan Robinson. Second secondary to, uh, to, uh, to Ajir. Ajir, yeah. yeah. So, but then you have the other ones, like... I don't know the one. The last one that I remember is Ezekiel Elliott. He was put in the place right now for the Cowboys, like right there and then, like, oh, yeah. go on. I mean, you're a first rounder for a reason. You're a first rounder for a reason, and, and I think that should be the case. Even the Jets with Brees Hall, they put him right, right away in there, and even though he wasn't a first round, he was a second round. But I mean, you put him in there right away, so it's just it's mind boggling to me. These coaches. Yeah. <laughs> we sound like we can do a better job. <laughs> Another wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Let's shift our our focus to let's talk about the head coaches. There is some head coaches on the move. Bill Belichick has had his second interview with the Falcons. Do you think Bill Belichick and the Falcons are a good match? The biggest problem I see is who will be the Falcons quarterback? We all see the disaster the Patriots were since Brady left. The Cam Newton disaster, the Mac Jones experiments, it didn't work. Bill Belichick needs a quarterback as to any future potential head coaches. Even though the Atlanta Falcons have promising young roster, which includes Bijan Robinson, Drake London, and Cal Pitts on offense, you still need a quarterback that will elevate the team. Without a quarterback, you will only see a better defense in Atlanta with Bill Belichick as a head coach. The Falcons have a really young offense. They have Drake London, they have Bijan Robinson, they have Kyle Pitts. And honestly, I think all they need to do is bring in a capable quarterback. I think I saw somewhere on Twitter that if given the chance, Kirk Cousins would come play for Bill Belichick and I think that would be the best thing for Kirk Cousins and I think it'd be a good a good place a good start they have a young offense and a lot of good weapons in my opinion with the two running backs Andrew London and Kyle Pitts like these are great options 
and great web. Even though maybe Kyle Pitts is a little overrated, it could be. How he can could be you? A bust. Yeah, we we don't know much. He's if had like have, three quarterbacks already, though. He had Mariota, bad, he had Howell, he horrible, had Ritter. Horrible. I mean, still though. Then you have the one that came. Howell? No. No, not Howell. Um. Now that you said Howell, uh, Heineke. Heineke. Thank Heineke. you. Heineke. Yeah, these horrible quarterbacks. Yeah, it's 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 a wait and see thing. Uh, and I, I mean, Kirk Cousins, if he comes to Atlanta, I mean, he did use his his tight ends. Uh, I mean. So, I mean, it would be really interesting to see Kirk Cousins there with Bill Belichick. I mean, it would be a capable quarterback, and it would be a chance for Bill Belichick to prove what everybody's been saying, that you only won because of Tom Brady. Right, right, which kind of brings me up to the next question is, there isn't much interest in Bill Belichick. It seems like there's only this one interview that he's had with the Falcons, right? Why is there a bunch of teams lining up to hire Bill Belichick? I heard today that the NFL teams were more interested in Deshaun Watson in the offseason than teams were interested in Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and Lamar Jackson, which is just insane. How I see it, I think teams are looking for younger coaches, as that is what is trending right now with success with teams. You have Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, Mike McDaniels, Zach Taylor, and Raheem Morris. Bill Belichick will be 72 years old when the 2024 season starts, which makes you think how long is he willing to continue to coach? I have no doubt he's still a great coach compared to other disastrous head coaches like Brandon Staley and Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I don't understand why isn't there a lot of teams you know, lined up for him. He's a great head coach. He's also a great defensive defensive mind coach, right? He'll, he'll straighten that defense up quick. I could see him turning things around for any team, really, at least for the defense. If he could just get the right coordinator, I can see things really flipping. 180 but yeah i don't know i think because people think he might be stuck in his old ways and maybe that's why they don't want to hire him well he said said, he said that he's willing to give those gm uh, role control and just him focusing on football there's a sign there that he's not going to stick to his old ways so i think everyone just like you said just wants that brand new shiny product and young But it's crazy, though, no? Like, it is. It is. Like, it is very true. When Tom Brady was out and available, like, a lot of p- people, which, I mean, for me, was insane, were thinking that he was washed up, even though the guy won six Super Bowls. Like, he won a Super Bowl, like, recently, and, like, every team, like, is like, been waiting to be on the, to be even getting close to a Super Bowl. We can name so many teams. I would have, even if you had, like, a c- kind of capable quarterback, I mean, you give me the opportunity to get, um, to get Tom Brady? I mean, of course. I know, I mean, this is a separate story, but uh, you and I met um, the owner of the Raiders. I, I, re- I really wish I could have asked him that why didn't you... And this was the time that when that Derek Carr was maybe going to be moving on or he was going to stay and there was just some type of tension between the Raiders and him. So... Josh McDaniels wasn't head coach at no, the time. No, he wasn't head coach right. at the time. Uh, it was Gruden still. Right. And um, Mark Davis, just letting everybody know, the owner of the the Raiders, um, and we just met him, but I just really wish I would have asked him, like, why didn't you go for Tom Brady? I mean, that's, everybody wants to get to the Super Bowl. I just want to, like, pick at a brain out of of an owner and say, like, 
you have a great opportunity. What is missing? Is somebody telling you not to? Is this just a gut feeling? What's the situation here? And it's kind of close to that coach thing because everybody would love a coach. How many coaches kept fired over and over and over and over and over again? And now you have a coach that you know he's capable. He knows he'll get your defense at an elite level. Why don't you go after him? I mean, even though if he even tells you, I'll give you two years and you just like if you're, I don't know, a team that just fired a head coach, why don't you and which we have a lot of them. We have the Washington. We have, um, of course, Atlanta. We have the Titans. Who else do we have? Uh, oh, the Chargers. Like we have so many coaches that uh, that were fired. If I was all of those teams, I would beg for Bill Belichick to call him or Jim Harbaugh, too. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand why there is at least an interview being conducted. One interview just to see if it were a fit. Just one interview. Don't, no one's doing any interviews as if his resume is not good enough. One of the things that, I, that I'm very surprised at, um, uh, I mean, we talked about this last episode, but was Mike, uh, Mike um, why am I saying why am I, his name is coming? Uh, um, uh, McCarthy. Why did the Dallas Cowboys keep McCarthy when Bill Belichick is available? That's, that's just really, really strange to me. Now, that makes me think, did owners like call Bill Belichick? I was just Belichick? about to sell you that, yeah. And there's something that they're not liking, something that he's saying that is just like, is he telling teams no? I, I would think it's crazy if the Chargers call him, he'll be like, no, even though you have Herbert as your quarterback. I mean, that's a coach's dream. Perhaps, perhaps the fact that Cowboys did not make the phone call because Jerry Jones says if he wants to be the Cowboys head coach, he needs to call me. I'm uh, not yeah, calling Yeah, but Jerry anybody. Jones, yeah, you never know. But what about the other teams? Why aren't they calling them? Yeah, that, I'm kind of going into maybe the the owners. I feel like they have these insider meetings with themselves. and I mean, char- the Chargers are having their second interview with Jim Harbaugh, I believe. So that's getting closer and closer. It looks like Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers, and it looks like Bill Belichick to to the Falcons. I don't like Falcons for the Bill Belichick, honestly. I I. Why not? That team is very, I I mean, that division is like low. I mean, you have New Orleans Saints struggling. You have the Panthers also struggling big time. They're the the worst team of the league. And then you have Buccaneers, which just like squeeze themselves through in there because that division is just horrible. It's it's just the same reason how Tom Brady went to that division, dominated, and now it can be Bill Belichick. But you need a quarterback. Who's going to be your quarterback? I mean, you're saying Kirk Cousins, but is he going to give us, are they secretly having some phone calls, three-way calls between the Vikings, the Atlanta? Um... Why would they be? This is, Kirk Cousins only signed a one-year deal. True. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, fine. A three-way call between Kirk Cousins, Atlanta Falcons, and Bill Belichick. It could, ha- it could be something. Is they're having a contract? They're having dinner, all why those would three. They, why would they need? Right, yeah. No, no. I'm just saying, I mean, Kirk Cousins needs to sign off on right. it. So, it can happen. Well, let's see what happens. I just want a, I don't know. I think I just want more competitive team division for Bill Belichick. I, I don't want things so easy for him, but that's just because I come from a place of hate. <laughs> <laughs> He's tormented the Jets so many times. So, but uh, yeah, he, it's a good team. It's a whole bunch of. I guess you give kudos to Aaron Rodgers going to the. I do. To of the course. Jets going into a, a division where you have the Miami Dolphins with Mike McDaniels. I don't know what you're going to do with Tua. Probably stays. He needs to be let go. He's fine. And then you have the Buffalo Bills that just lost yesterday. Well, you know Top what? Top team. Good news is Belichick is gone. Buffalo Bills' road to the Super Bowl, in my opinion, has ended. 
Well, not want to say Super Bowl. I would say that at least the AFC East Division winner title, it's done. It's the Jets for the next two to three years. But let's go ahead and, what you know, move on. Let's not jinx. <laughs> let's not jinx anything. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about our, well, yours, your weekly picks for the NFC and AFC championship games. Yeah, let's start off with the 49ers against the Detroit Lions. You have the best football team, in my opinion, the 49ers, going against the NFL's underdog, which is the Detroit Lions. I tip my hat to the Lions general manager, Brad Holmes, and their scouting team as they've built an amazing team out of the draft, which includes Hank Brown, Jamal Williams, Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, Penny Suell, and Aiden Hutchinson. The Lions are an aggressive underdog team that the NFL fans should root for. But my logic is still going to go to the 49ers. The 49ers struggled in the first half versus the Packers, but got their mojo back in the second half, which I blame the two-week bye week as they didn't play their starters in the last game of the season. Even though they have many injuries on the defense, they are still an incredible coach-stacked team with big-time weapons including A.U. Kittle and Christian McCaffrey. Even though I prefer the Lions to win, I believe the 49ers team will prevail in the end. Last but not least, we have the Kansas City Chiefs against the Ravens. The game of the weekend, you have the superstar Lamar Jackson going against the possible future GOAT Patrick Mahomes. Analysts have been saying this is one of the best defenses Chiefs have had. And and in the other side, the Ravens defense have been playing at a high level all season. I myself am seeing a lot of trouble in the Chiefs offense as Kelsey and Pacheco are the main stars of the offense. I believe the 10-year experienced defensive-minded John Harbaugh will be able to contain Kelsey and make it harder for Patrick Mahomes to find open receivers and will be forced to use his legs. I also believe this year Lamar Jackson has jumped to a high level making it almost impossible to stop his super quick agility and passing game. For that reason, I will be picking the Baltimore Ravens. All right. Well, those are good picks. I you know, I kind of been saying this week that I think Patrick Mahomes is becoming the new goat right now that tom brady is gone and i learned rather late not to bet against the goat and i feel like i want to do that this time around i don't want to bet against patrick mahomes i feel like he finds ways to make things happen and andy reed on top of that but it is john harbaugh he is a good head coach it's still it's still patrick mahomes and and kels or kelsey whatever his last name is <laughs> <laughs> well, just to make it clear, people, uh, the dad of the Kelsey brothers came into their podcast and said, you know, our last name is actually pronounced Kels, but he got tired of correcting people over and over and over again because people just call him Kelsey. So he just left it as Kelsey. But they introduced themselves as Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. it, the brothers, they think that just Kelsey's has right. a nice um, ring into it. So. So. To ta- dabble into the logo and all that stuff, right? Conspiracy, uh, scripted, all that you want to talk about in the NFL. We have Taylor Swift involved, and it just seems like the NFL really, 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 really wants Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl just to be in attendance, just so that it grows more in audience and viewership and just blows up, blows up everything, right? Yeah. That's what they want. They want a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. So that's why I'm kind of leaning towards the Chiefs because of the conspiracy side of it. But if I look on a on a football professional way, yeah, I see Ravens winning because they are the better team. Well, anything else you want to add? No, no. Uh, it's sad that we're getting to the end of the season. There's only three games left because I don't count the Pro Bowl. That's just horrible. <laughs> horrible TV. So, yeah, sad, but I'm ready for the weekend. Yes, it's coming to an end, and it's really, really sad. And I'm, But I'm also very excited to see the Jets again. 
So I'm ready to close the season and I'm ready to start the new one. Let's bring it. Well, thank you. Thank you to those who stuck to the end of this podcast. We appreciate all of you. For more contact, please visit our socials. Andy, can you please share our socials? Yeah, you can follow us in TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram under Football Tailgaters. We would love to hear from you guys, your opinions. So if there's something that you guys want us to talk about, we're all open. Awesome. Well, till then.